You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, happy Monday, everybody. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Um, as always, make sure you're following the show at Locked On Browns on Twitter. DMs are open. Follow back account. Any ideas, questions, things you like incorporated in the show, you guys know you can always hit me up over there. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Again, same things apply. Same thing applies over there. DMs are open. Uh, you know, send me feedback, send me ideas, send me questions. Um, again, as always, this show only goes as far as the listeners who help carry it. So I appreciate you all greatly here. Uh, some things we'll get to, obviously, you know, in the beginning here, we're going to get to our NFL news of the weekend, our Cleveland Browns news of the weekend. We're going to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball here, and we will do, uh, you know, uh, defensive uh, individual previews here. We'll start today with the defensive end position. Uh, third segment we'll roll on into, we're going to continue with looking at the schedule cut into quarters. So that will uh, we'll go to the third quarter of the Browns schedule this year, by far and away, probably the most difficult portion of the 2020 schedule. Uh, league-wise, um, second NFL coach now, Doug Peterson, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, has tested positive for uh, the coronavirus. Um, still practices, you know, now a little less than two weeks away. Um, certainly not a, a good scenario for any franchise right now to have your head coach testing positive for this virus. Um, the Eagles, uh, always a well-run organization. Uh, the coaching staff is fantastic. Um, you know, Doug Peterson can, I guess, be somewhat involved however he feels, you know, in what capacity through Zoom and things of that nature, obviously from his home. Um, but, you know, everybody's vulnerable. Um, you know, safety is of the utmost importance right now. Um, there was another Philadelphia Eagles staffer that they, you know, sent on home and told him to quarantine himself as well before they can get some tests back. Um, obviously, when it's the head coach, it's going to be some concerns, obviously, with the interaction between the head coach and everybody here. Just, you know, another little you know, landmine and things we're going to have to go through here as, you know, we try to get ourselves to hopefully having a 2020 season. Um, you know, the threat is still real, um, whether it's the East Coast, whether it's the Midwest, whether it's the South, the threat is still there. And in the Philadelphia Eagles, head coach Doug Peterson has now tested positive as well. Over the weekend, um, we have now two quarterbacks on the, um, you know, coronavirus list, uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, Matthew Stafford obviously got a bunch of young children at home, um, and he and his wife have obviously been through a tough, his, way, I mean, his wife has been through a ton medically here. So it's uh, obviously, you know, big, big, you know, thoughts and, you know, well wishes out to the Stafford family um, that hopefully they can get through this and, you know, does not have a devastating impact at home, you know, to Matthew's wife who's been through a bunch and they do have a bunch of young children at home. Gardner Minshew, um, starting quarterback for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he is now also on the coronavirus coronavirus list as well. Um, I'm not sure exactly sure how Gardner was spending his offseason this year, but if everybody remembers last year cara kind of caravanning around, I don't know if he stopped with that or when he did, but uh, Gardner Minshew, obviously, um, now yet another starting quarterback. Um, and not much depth there in the tank in Jacksonville at the quarterback position as it was Gardner Minshew's job. Um, just, you know, again, it, it's, the virus shows no rhyme or reason. And uh, it's, you know, it'll, if it's, if it can be a threat to anybody, obviously at any time, best you can do, everybody just mask up and continue to abide by all safety protocols. 
Um, you look at a situation here, and it's it's a really strange one. The New York Jets. Since last Saturday, the New York Jets have traded away their best defense player on defense in Jamal Adams. Over the weekend, they had <clears throat> their uh, you know, obviously their linebacker. Um, he has now opted out C.J. Mosley for the 2020 season. There is their second best defensive player. Some people even want to quibble if it was Adams or Mosley. I'm okay with saying it's Mosley, but with Mosley only playing a quarter and a half for the New York Jets this far, I have a hard time saying that C.J. Mosley is really a huge part of the New York Jets. But there's your situation there. And now, on top of that, they released yesterday whether or not Brian Winters was going to start at right guard. Obviously, they did sign a guard in um, Van Rotten to you know compete at that position. Um, but this is three starters off of you know what was the you know what was supposed to be the core of this team. Um, yes, Winters could be a question you know as far as that. But you know a big big dramatic swift here uh, swift change here in the New York Jets. And for what the first time in forever feels like the AFC East was truly an open competition. Jets have a ton of draft capital, uh, obviously now have a ton of cap space headed towards 21, um, have a head coach, obviously, in Adam Gase that a lot, a lot of people have their questions about. So it's going to be really interesting how this Jets season works out here, and now you're getting into year season, uh, year three of the career of Sam Darnold. And, you know, for me, I think the one constant, the one positive of that franchise right now is the player of the young quarterback in Sam Darnold. Um, it appears, and if everybody knows Connie Ro- Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report, one of the hosts of Stick to Football, um, we're kind of in agreement here. It seems really, really like Joe Douglas is prettying up the picture here between cap space, between all, between four first round picks, four first round picks over the next two drafts. Of if Adam Gase does not so show significant improvement here as a head coach and maybe it doesn't even matter, where Joe Douglas is going to go looking to bag a top-shelf head coach for the 2021 season and going to use all that cap space and going to use all that draft capital as just icing on the cake as far as, you know, a beautiful, beautiful package with a pretty, pretty bow on luring in someone here to hopefully, you know, get this Jets franchise turned around in 2021. Over the weekend, the Browns got their roster down to the required 80. Wide receiver Tony Brown, and again, this just wasn't the year for long shots. Um, With the rosters having to be 80 for camp, it's just not the case. So wide receiver Tony Brown has been released. Uh, Linebacker Jermaine Grace as well. Defensive end George Abena. And defensive tackle Justin Zimmer, non-football injury, and he has been moved on from as well for your Cleveland Browns. I had mentioned Brian Winters as far as being you know released yesterday from the New York Jets. With the Drew Forbes news, um, with Drew Forbes choosing to opt out of the 2020 season, um, you know, all the respect in the world to Drew. You know, hopefully, you know, come when the season is over here in the middle of winter, everything is going to be in a much better place. And Drew Forbes with whatever his, you know, minor medical condition may be, chooses that it is, you know, time for him to go back to football. He will be only 24 years old at the time. So it's not like, you know, that for me, I don't believe it's a career ender yet for Drew Forbes. But Brian Winters, Brian Winters, obviously he's an Ohio kid. Um, The Browns, with the loss of Drew Forbes, don't essentially really have a proven backup guard here. I had mentioned Nick Harris last week where there might be a bigger opportunity for him. But a center at Washington uh, came in, coming into the league as a center. Not saying the opportunity won't be there, but you'd like a little depth at guard. Um, you know, Chris Hubbard probably going to make this roster. Kendall Lamb most likely going to make this roster. Um, Nick Harris most likely going to make that roster. Put you at eight offensive linemen. 
But where is the backup guard? If Brian Winters is interested in a return home, this might be a nice little marriage if you can get him, you know, on a on you know a decent team friendly contract. Brian Winters has made his money in the NFL. Opportunity to come home here. Brian Winters is certainly going to be an interesting name um, that the Browns, in in my opinion, should certainly you know not just be kicking the tires on, should be in serious serious contact with. Uh, that we've got in your NFL news of the day, your Cleveland Browns news of the day. We'll get to the defensive end preview here in a second. And then we will roll on over to the third quarter of the NFL schedule uh, for the Cleveland Browns here. Again, the toughest part, in my opinion, for the 2020 season. We are going to, as soon as the computer cooperates, we are going to get to our ads for the day. Happy and glad to welcome back DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants. Now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and food will be left safely outside your door with no with the new no-contactless delivery drop-off setting. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space. That's $5 off your and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, don't forget, that's LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Discussing now the defensive end position for the 2020 Cleveland Browns. Um, This is something where they really, really have gone to work here. Um, A solid addition brought in here as far as a rotational guy, but this unit begins and ends, obviously, with Miles Garrett. Um, Miles now fully extended, um, for the foreseeable future here with the Cleveland Browns. And again, talking about the type of guy Miles is, obviously, you know, a poetry, got involved in a little poetry seminar. Um, you know, recently here helping some young kids with that. Just, you know, the, the player, the man, uh, you know, just the guy around town. You just continue to it, it love and just appreciate a player like Miles Garrett here. The sky is the limit. Um, he is going to play with, you know, now the best, deepest defensive line that he has been a part of since he has been a Cleveland Brown. Uh, the numbers last year through 10 games, fantastic. The numbers, obviously, from 2018, incredible here. Um, over the last two, uh, two years, has not missed a game due to injury. We all know about the other thing. Um but the star is on the rise here, and you you know look at players, and it's real popular this time of year to get your top ten lists of players at positions. Miles Garrett continues to have his name put on those lists anywhere and everywhere. Uh, you just you appreciate him and the athleticism, and just the continue you know hardworking, and you know the fact that he is out for all the players here as far as everything being safe. Miles Garrett. Um, last year, probably if he had been able to play the entire season, would have been in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Obviously, accolades like that usually go to teams with better records, so maybe that might have 
haunted Miles Garrett as far as how that would have worked. But make no mistake about it, you know, year in, year out, you're talking about a guy who should be, you know, within, you know, the the nomination range of Defensive Player of the Year. He is just, just that good. Olivier Vernon with an adjusted contract, obviously, you know, will be on the other side here, you know, lining up on the right side. It's not that Olivier can't play on the other side. Um, it's just that's what Miles does. Um, you know, you can move Miles around. You can move Olivier around if you choose to. Again, you know, obviously Olivier Vernon, the, the pass rush skills are still there, but you get more of, again, the technical player, the player that will do his assignment, that is so crucial against teams that are going to run the ball or have an athletic quarterback who can run the ball. What Olivier did in that first game against the Baltimore Ravens last year was just a pure thing of beauty. I mean, he carried his assignments out to the letter, each and every time. Um, good to have Olivier Vernon back here this year. Um, obviously, the it's for now on paper a one-year deal. Whether or not you know there's a future here for Olivier Vernon, a lot of that will have to depend on this season, how he plays, and just exactly how the salary cap stands for what will be the 2021 NFL season. You get into the reserves here. Uh, Adrian Claymore brought in here, former first-round pick. He's been traveled around the NFL. Lots of success. Um, he only will play on one side, which is the same side Miles plays on. So if he's coming on, Miles is coming off. Or you're going to get to use Miles like the proverbial chess piece. Um, you can line up Miles on the inside. Imagine Miles standing up in a two-point stance over a center or over a guard. Scary, scary, scary type of thing. Or you can put him on the other side. You can certainly do the NASCAR type of package. You could use Sheldon Richardson on the inside. You could use Miles on the inside. Have Olivier. Have a talented pass rusher, proven veteran pass rusher like Adrian Claiborne, still on the field as well. Uh, you continue to you know move on and, and rotate around as far as what you have at this position here, and it's it's you know. It's a wealth of riches for the Browns at this point here. Um, you know, then you get to you know the final two here. Um, can the Browns be in the possibility where they keep five defensive ends and only four defensive tackles? I don't know. Um, and we talked about this last week here. Um, I at this point, if you're going to ask me if I'm keeping Porter Gustin or I'm keeping Chad Thomas, you guys know where I stand. I'm keeping Porter Gustin, better athlete. Um, you know, he's healthy now. Um, which was part of what plagued him towards the end of his time at USC. Chad Thomas, obviously in a difficult situation. The regime that brought him in is no longer here. So for Chad Thomas, that's going to be a difficulty. There is not currently a uh, sixth defensive end on this roster. So you're going to get into this battle between Chad Thomas and Port Augustine here. Do you keep five? Uh, it's possible. Um, I, I just don't see it. I think you'd rather keep more beef inside because I think you can use... Sheldon Richardson, uh, if you're going to keep five defensive tackles and only four defensive ends, you can use Sheldon Richardson and say, call him maybe essentially a half a player, a player that can play on the outside, a player that can play on the inside. Uh, so for me, it would be Port Augustine over Chad Thomas, but it's going to be certainly interesting how the defensive end um, situation plays out. Uh, is there a possibility they could bring somebody in? Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, if there's somebody out there they feel that can contribute here, um, again, for Chad Thomas, I just think he's in a real, real difficult spot as he is part of the old regime um, in Port Augustine. Uh, Port Augustine, if you look at the value that this front office is putting in on athleticism and how these folks you know, are tested as athletes, how they performed as athletes, that's going to be an edge for Port Augustine. 
in this situation. Uh, we'll get to the third segment here as far as the third quarter of the Browns 2020 schedule. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, on your Monday edition of Locked on Browns. If you were not already subscribed to Locked on Browns on iTunes or Spotify, there is no better time like the present. Smash the living daylights out of that subscribe button. Uh, Five-star ratings are greatly, greatly appreciated like your host. And again, you guys do that. Uh, drop me a screenshot, uh, you know, give me a nice little shout-out on Twitter, get you guys some more great Browns followers, followers to speak with. Uh, written reviews, again, these are fantastic and I, I appreciate the daylights out of it it helps with the growth of the show again you can do that for me again again same thing Scre- uh, screenshot it for me let's help you get your social media following up, uh, up and get you guys some you know more for- fantastic browns folks with to share discuss and perhaps even argue a little bit but go again if you are not subscribed on itunes and spotify go ahead take care of that for me right now now i had mentioned and we started this last week you know cutting the schedule into quarters for the 2020 season. Um, the third quarter of the Browns schedule is the most difficult portion of this entire season. You've got three 2019 playoff teams within these four games. Um, start off, you know, ninth game of the season, Houston, Texas. Houston Texans come up to Cleveland. Uh, return of Duke Johnson. No longer uh, a Nuke Hopkins with the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson, and obviously everybody go back to those discussions, you know, should they have or shouldn't they, or, you know, did they blow it, whether or not Deshaun Watson should have been part of the Cleveland Browns at the time, should have been somebody that they were interested in, perhaps somebody they had drafted at the time. Um, you know, David Johnson, another new newcomer there, so David Johnson, Duke Johnson, uh, Randall Cobb, now part of that receiving rotation, uh, our old buddy Daniel Fells, a defense that's getting better secondary-wise. This was always a defense that was built around defensive line play. Um, obviously, no longer Jadavian Clowney is part of it, but you know there are players and there is length to that defensive line unit, certainly with J.J. Watt, who you know basically found you know found solid health here over the last couple of years and able to you know find a way to contribute, even if it is in less reps in a smaller, smaller role. Uh, the following week, the Philadelphia Eagles come to town, whether it's Carson Wentz, Miles Saunders, uh, you know, obviously they just lost Marquise Goodwin, who was supposed to be part of their receiving core, um, who opted out, you know, d- due to COVID um, as far as being a deep presence. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles just find a way to make it happen year in, year out. Um, who knows, you know, could it be a, a struggle this year as far as a training camp with their head coach, you know, suffering from coronavirus? That certainly could be an issue for them. Uh, but you look at the Eagles at their core, they are well run, they are well built, they they work well from the top down, from the general manager, uh, obviously to the head coach and the coaching staff, and a solid roster of players. The Philadelphia Eagles are a tough game any time that you are going to face them. Then it is the one maybe easy game of this quarter, a trip on down to Jacksonville, and obviously old friend Joe Schobert. Um, now part of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and yes, it still kind of hurts inside to think that Joe Schobert's no longer here. Um, but go down to Jacksonville, a game that was originally slated for London. Obviously, no games will be played overseas this year, um, completely in 110% understood as for the reasoning. And if, if you're England, uh, can you blame them? Uh, please don't bring that mess, that virus over here. Um, we're doing okay, so uh, keep that virus to yourself, so to speak. Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew. 
Leonard Fournette, who had a his best year as a pro last year, where he's was actually been able to find more of a full time running back role, contribute as a receiver. The defense has undergone some losses. Uh, obviously, some players have opted out for them. Um, you still have Yannick, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Whether or not how that situation works out, whether or not he's still there, you've got you know some additions to their defense. Uh, you know, as, you know what was brought in. You know, for new first round cornerback, um, wide receivers. You know, young wide receivers still trying to develop. Tight end position a little bit murky. Um, this should be one of the easier games on the schedule. Should be one of the, certainly the easiest game of you know this third quarter of the schedule. You know, with the, the trip down to Jacksonville um, again, Joe Schobert and obviously you know Jacksonville. It's it's a team that might be you know. For them this year, the one thing for Jacksonville Jaguars this year is what exactly do we have in Gardner Minshew? Is it a great story or do we have a legitimate franchise quarterback? He played extremely well last year, but now with a year of tape, you know, how are teams going to defense him? Um, you know, can he reprise that magic, so to speak, here in his second year? Um, I think the capabilities are there. If you guys remember during the 2019 draft talks, Pete and I had spoken a lot about Gardner Minshew. And if you were looking to replicate something like Baker Mayfield as a backup quarterback, maybe Gardner Minshew was your guy. But that, that's the plan for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2020 is to see whether or not Gardner Minshew is fully their guy for the future. Final game of this third quarter of the schedule, a trip down to Tennessee. Um, obviously, we saw the Tennessee Titans week one last year. Um, and when we saw them, this was before Ryan Tannehill had taken over this job for Marcus Mariota. Um, and the Titans were still very, very difficult that day. Um, Derrick Henry, your league's leading rusher, obviously, you know, parts, you know, had a great week, week one against Cleveland. But parts of his 2020 season, I mean, 2019 season didn't really get going to the second half. Um, you know, obviously, you now he has a full long-term deal with the Titans, just a, a force to be reckoned with, a beast of a back. Um, defense, sound. Uh, they, I mean, even though they lost a player like Logan Ryan, uh, you know, they brought in a player like Christian Fulton to kind of fill in that role, that nickel role. Uh, the secondary played tough. You know, what Tannehill was able to do with players like A.J. Brown, um, you know, Cor- uh, Corey Davis, uh, tight end Janu Smith, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill really ingratiated himself into the system. Very simpler, very simple, similar to the system the Cleveland Browns are going to run. Uh, a lot of play action, which made a lot of throws easier for Ryan Tannehill. Able to take some shot plays like you saw against the, the Ravens in the playoff game to, you know, go ahead and upend them. Tennessee Titans are going to be a really, really difficult out. Um, difficult game uh, in, in any sense of the imagination here in 2020 with everything that got going on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, they replaced the loss of you know Jack Conklin with um, the rookie right tackle out of you know the University of at Wilson out of um, University of Georgia. Here was a player I liked a ton here. Um, we'll see how Tennessee does in the AFC South. Obviously, Jacksonville not going to be in it, but Houston most certainly going to be in it, and of course, obviously. You know, with Philip Rivers going to Indianapolis, that makes for an interesting dynamic to what the 2020 Colts can be here. But the Tennessee Titans, no doubt about it, they are solid on both sides of the ball. They know who they are as a team. They know what they are as a team. They don't flip from the script. They're going to run the ball hard. When they got to, they're going to run some play action um, and difficult receivers to tackle in the open field, like I said, with A.J. Brown, with a Corey Davis, with a John New Smith, and Ryan Tannehill, who seems really, really comfortable in that system. And, you know, obviously they chose Ryan Tannehill over addressing the quarterback and bringing somebody new in here and new down there in Nashville for them. 
see how Tannehill responds here in his second year with the Tennessee Titans, but it should be a solid year for them in 2020. Uh, we've gotten to your NFL news of the day. We've gotten to your Browns news of the day. We uh, did some previews on the defensive end position, see how that plays out. Will it be four defensive ends kept? Will it be five? It's going to be really interesting how that plays out. We went through the third quarter of the 2020 schedule. Like I said, this is a murderer's row here. You're talking three playoff teams out of four games. Really, really, really difficult stretch. Uh, we'll see how it comes when we actually get to that point. Hopefully, again, we get to that point. Uh, again, make sure you're following at Locked On Browns on Twitter. Um, it's follow back account. DMs are open, uh, so go ahead uh, check that out. Um, you know, me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Again, thoughts, ideas, critiques of the show. Send them on over. Uh, if you're kind of Twitter shy and you just got some questions, just want to talk some ball, you can certainly hit me up over there. So please make sure you're following those Twitter accounts. Check out everything over at Browns PFN. We started training camp previews over there. Uh, Sam Panix has got up his uh, piece today. Uh, previewing the wide receiver for the position for the 2020 season. Obviously, we know the strength of it with Jarvis and Odell. Uh, Sam does a great job at breaking down what's going to be the nuts and bolts and the nuts and bolts and the rest of that wide receiver unit. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.